Well, hello. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast, where I don't really know how to put the sign on the stand anymore. Liz goes like a week without putting it on, and suddenly she forgets everything. Oi. It's not even in the frame. You're not even in frame, man. <laughs> it's the Pinf Pock. I'm betting a cat. Okay. This is AEW Dynamite. We, uh. This is the go home to double or nothing. Double or nada. It's the best I can do because the cat is standing right next to the chair. Oh, okay. okay. So I can't move. Good. Um, my screen looks a little. All right. Well, this is AW Dynamite. Uh, as I already said, go home to double or nothing. We had the um, the Ring of Honor tag belts on the line between FTR and Rapongi Vice. Uh, we had Samoa Joe versus Kyle Riley and Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Semi-final matches for the Owen tournament. Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy versus Short Strickland. Um... And Sean Spears, I already mentioned, oh no, I didn't mention, Sean Spears versus Wardlow, steel cage match, um, where if Wardlow won, he'd be facing MJF at double or nothing. Tonight was very much the night of not realizing matches were title matches until halfway through the match, for me. Oh, really? Personally. Well, there's only one title match. No, the uh, oh yeah, you're right. The other one we thought was title match, but wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, thought that was for the FTW belt, but it was not that triple threat. It was not. Um, but very fun episode. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly was an absolute knee slapper. Sorry, that that's that's wrong. It was a banger. It was a slapper. It rocked. Yeah. I liked it. And uh, uh, what we got a little appearance from some New Japan folks. Liz, who did we see? Uh, we saw Great Khan and we saw Jeff Cobb. Yep, United Empire invaded AEW and made a claim for the Ring of Honor tag belts. So that will most likely be happening at uh, Forbidden Door. I don't think they'll make a double or nothing program for that. But I do wonder what they're going to do in the meantime to hype it up. I don't know. Um, obviously, at this time, Great Khan and Jeff Cobb are not really needed over in Japan. So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they have time. They'll probably, like... Have some people job out against them, like Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. I could see that. Yeah. Or uh, a Chaos Project. Dark Order, maybe. I haven't seen Chaos Project in a while, because I haven't watched Dark Ele or Elevation in mm -hmm. a while either. Yeah. 
Um, we also had Mox and Eddie versus Private Party in a little JAS uh, proxy match. Yeah, that was fun-ish, I guess. I don't know. I, I wish Private Party got a little more of their dues than they usually do, but... I wish uh, Mark Quinn would shave that fucking beard. That beard doesn't look good. It looks gray. It legit looks gray. Well, I think he bleached it. I think it's bleached. Yeah, I, I'm sure he bleached it. I, Like, I don't doubt that he did. But it looks gray. Please don't sneeze on my leg. Like, it comes off yeah. he just straight up as a gray beard. And maybe it this... really, really, really ages him. Yeah. Like, he looks like a 50 year old. In... He looks older than Dustin Rhodes. He kind of does. <laughs> he looks older than CM Punk. <coughs> um, but that's a little nutshell of the episode. You want to go over some news? Yeah, sure. Um. Let's see if I can do this a little faster than the first sign. A. News. Pepita, what's our first piece of news today? What's she saying? Okay. She uh, looked away. Very helpful. Very helpful, Pepita. Yeah, very, very useful. Um, okay, so I guess let's start with some WWE news, I guess? I don't know. Um, there's not a ton of news, because I didn't look for a ton of news. Because um, really... Not a lot of wrestling news that's very important at this time. Um, yeah. So, first piece of news, we kind of talked about it last night, but... Um, Nikita Lyons is, like, injured, injured. Like, not just, like, injured, but, like, injured, injured. Yeah, we mentioned this on the stream um, after NXT yesterday. And they took her out of the tournament, the women's breakout tournament, because she was injured. And turns out she has a slight MCL tear and an MCL sprain. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that sounds pretty bad. It does sound pretty bad. Um... um Yeah, I don't know how long it takes to heal from a. Let's yeah. see how long to heal from partial MCL tear, not a full tear. OK. Hmm. A grade one tear can take from a few days to a week and a half to heal. OK, that's not bad. Um... How long does it take to heal from MCL sprain? It can take anywhere from a few days to eight weeks. Okay. Uh, but they took her out of the tournament and replaced her with uh, Tiffany Stratton. And Tiffany Stratton beat um, Fallon Henley to advance to the finals. So it'll be Roxanne Perez and, and Tiffany Stratton in the finals of the Women's Breakout Tournament. Um... Yeah, I, I it's kind of a shame because uh, Nikita Lyons was really picking up a lot of steam, like yeah. becoming fan favorite wise. She was a lot of people's favorites to win it. Yeah, I don't know. I still think Roxy's gonna, but yeah. Now um, I, I had Nikita Lyons as my pick, but now it's definitely 
Roxy. Um, other news. Apparently, Alexa Bliss had to take action against somebody that threatened to um, who, who threatened to kill her and her husband. Yep. Yep. Uh, she tweeted out. I think she tweeted um, screenshots of the, the comments that the dude made and then said like the screenshots of the, the DMs are uh, um, are out there. Probably with a lawyer or something. People are fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Um. In some other sort of WWE news, um, Damian Sandow announced that he's going to have his final match. Um, yeah. It's going to be against Aaron Stevens. Aaron, St- I thought it was against. Um, no, he is Aaron Stevens. Oh, sorry, Trevor Murdoch. I, I'm okay. like looking at Trevor Murdoch's name. I know who Trevor Murdoch is, and I'm just like. I was gonna say, um, I had yeah, a feeling it was Aaron Stevens' swan song. Um, at um, I guess it's Matt Cardona's show. Yeah. Um, always ready. Oh, it's in conjunction with NWA. Oh, that makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. It's a shame that he's retiring because. He was such a great spot. Like, he was such a great character in WWE, and he never really picked up steam after that. He tried Impact for a little bit, but that didn't really work out. Um, And he was very... Still is very talented. Yeah. I, I... He basically, like... I don't know. He was like Elias before Elias. I mean, luckily, the one thing that you can say is that it's not permanent. Like, he might come back. Maybe he's like, maybe he'll take time off and be like, oh, actually, you know, this was really fun. It's always the last match until the next one. Exactly. Um, In other sort of WWE news, um, Candice LeRae reopened her Pro Wrestling Tees store. Wow. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of a... To be fair, though... Fun little sign. To be fair, Johnny Gargano opened his PWT store months ago. Like, that was a while ago he opened that. Yeah. We have yet to see him anywhere besides, like, Ohio Fan Fest. I'm just excited. I I really hope that we see both of them back soon. Yeah. Um. Then. We also found out for some AEW-ish news, um, Lance Archer is going to replace Will Ospreay on um, the Warrior 22 um, show. Oh, he's missing that, too. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he's uh, not doing too hot. What what was it that was uh, the reason he was missing those shows? I... I'm not entirely sure because it wasn't confirmed ever that in a way that I read, but it looked like he said that he had a kidney infection. Mm. Which usually that like takes a lot of the stuffings out of you. Yeah, that really sucks. I feel bad for the dude. Um, he's missing. Obviously, he's missing Warrior Wrestling, as you just mentioned. Um, who was his opponent? Was it Blake Christian or was it someone else? It may have been Blake Christian. I think. I think Unless they already had was, like, their the match, last... though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
but he's also going to miss uh, Rev Pro, which already happened, I think, actually. Um, Miriam said it was supposed to be Davy Richards. Oh. Man, that oh. would have been an awesome match. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I hope the dude gets better soon, because... Yeah. He's had a kind of shit go of it mm-hmm. as of lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in some other AEW contingent news, this is just a weird piece of news that I decided to talk about. Apparently there's something called organized hockey fighting. <laughs> this is this um, just fighting? <laughs> it's like fighting on ice. Um, okay. And Brian Pillman Jr. said that he wants to join um, one of the leagues for it. Okay. Um, it's fucking weird. Abita, why are you knocking shit over? It sounds very weird. Um, the AEW should introduce that as a stipulation. Ice match. An Freeze ice over match? the entire ring. Oh my ring. god. I'd love or, that. That'd be fucking hilarious. Or at um, UBS Arena. Instead of, like, they just keep the ice up. All I can imagine is that just like that one clip from Parks and Rec where they're all on the ice um, after like some sort of ceremony and like Leslie and like uh, Tom and I think um, Ron, they're like shuffling, (laughs) trying not to slip. Just like every star like going to do their promo. (laughs) They should have maybe they still wrestle on on the canvas but the canvas is on the ice, so that's sliding around as they're wrestling on top of it. I love it. You should start your own uh, wrestling promotion. I've I've genuinely or hit up Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I'll do that. I know you. Um. Also, in some happier news, um, Mike Bailey and Veda got got married. Good for them. Yeah. Um, and then for our final piece of news, and also maybe our weirdest piece of news, GCW might have a COVID problem. Had the yeah, that's that's a very basic way to put it. Um, so back in October 2020 to January 2021, because I think this was dated out by the guy. Um. Well, someone someone said on Twitter, I forget, uh, or on Facebook, I forget the name of the person. Maybe you have it in your notes. Um, but he, uh, from October to January, he made for Brett Lauderdale and Brett, uh, uh, on Brett Lauderdale's request, fake COVID tests, so that his talent can test negative, and still put on shows uh, during peak COVID time. Um, it's, um, Dirty Rick Donald. Dirty Rick Donald. Okay. Dirty Ron McDonald. Oh, Don- Dirty Ron McDonald. Okay. Um, and since then, though, since that came out, Brett Lauderdale, um, made a little tweet in response, basically saying, "My lawyer told me to shut the fuck up." So, um, yeah. Because, like, some people have kind of come to, like, his defense, like, uh, Tony Deppin, who said, 
that that's not the case. Yeah, he said but he's then missed when shows asked, because of COVID tests. So, and then when asked to comment on it, Brett was like, "My lawyer told me to stop talking," and I was like. But to be fair, more wrestling promoters need fucking need a lawyer behind them. Like Tony Khan needs a lawyer to tell him to shut the fuck up. Or a PR person. Yeah. Um, to be fair, this guy has uh, a lot of screenshots that are pretty damning. Yeah. Um, but who knows the extent that in which this happened? Um, because you have Tony Deppin saying basically that um it's not true and that he's had to miss shows because of covid tests taking too long uh, and stuff like that dark chic confirmed it as well um and uh i think you mentioned another talent or um i I heard another talent spoke up in in backing brett lauderdale but i'm not so sure but at the very least tony deppin and, and dark chic um, provided yeah. a different side to it. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. It's a weird one, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, got, right. I've got a little, a little tiny, tiny little piece of news. Um, okay. So after what happened in, in Texas, um, Tommy Dreamer uh, on, on his, I think on Busted Open, is that his podcast? Is that the podcast he has with like uh um uh, know, what's his podcast? I don't remember his podcast name, but he basically said he's rem- he's House of Hardcore. Oh, well there's but there is it might be Busted Open. Busted Open does come up. Oh yeah, cuz I think that's him and uh Bubba Ray. Yeah. Or Bully Ray. Um, Whichever, so Tommy Dreamer said that he's essentially taking back his moniker, or rather, getting rid of his moniker of innovator of violence after uh, what happened in Texas. So, out, out of sensitivity, he's not going to be using that nickname anymore. Well, that's good. It's it's doing the bare minimum, I guess. It's doing something. Yeah. It, it's like... It's thinking about uh, doing something. Yeah, so, that's he's that's, trying. Yeah, you know, fair. Um, well, that's all the news I have for today. You want to talk about uh some AEW? <coughs> yeah, so you do you want to talk about some AEW? Man, these coughs are driving me crazy. All right, so we started off with Sean Spears versus Wardlow steel cage match with MJF as special referee. And Liz, what was what was MJF wearing? MJF was wearing a. Oh, there's a cat still in here. Um, MJF was wearing a, a referee shirt, sort of a sleeveless referee shirt. Um. Tucked into some shorts, and on the referee shirt, the stripes were Burberry plaid because it's MJF, and of course, there it was. Yeah, yeah, he, he resembled Shawn Michaels a little bit in his uh ref gear. 
Yes, he did. So let's talk um, about the match. Oh, I yeah. Um, so Spears attacks Wardlow right off the bat, and then MJF attacks Wardlow. Um, we get a back by drop to Spears. Wardlow, though, begins clobbering Spears. Um, Senton's onto him. Almost breaks his fucking neck, but, you know. Eh. Um, he covers, but naturally MJF does not count. Spears then covers Wardlow, and despite a fast count from MJF, Wardlow still kicks out. Um, Spears then hits MJF flat in the face with a chair, laying him out. Um, he was fully well going for Wardlow as Wardlow was being held back by MJF, but uh, clearly Wardlow got free. Um, and then Wardlow sets up, hits his symphony of power bombs. Bryce comes out. Wardlow wins after a couple more power bombs. Um, onto the chair too. To then solidify his match against MJF. And if I make noise right now, I apologize. There we go. Yeah. So MJF and Wardlow is happening at Double or Nothing now. And then after the match, Wardlow got on top of the cage and threatened MJF. Um, we then got a promo from Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Magic Matt Lee says, We're going to show BCC how violent we are. They then walk up to somebody wearing a, a John Moxley shirt, start beating him up, um, and then Jericho shoots a fireball at him. He says, You get a fireball in the face because I'm a wizard. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not following. It's they they should do like a different gimmick every week. Or like Yeah, I know, but that would be funny and they're not doing that. They keep giving They're just him, sticking with the same strange gimmick. Like they should keep giving him more ridiculous steps towards being a wizard. Like maybe next week he wears a robe. Or double or nothing, he comes out dressed as full, full, full Fantasia, or as Gandalf. Maybe MJF, maybe MJF should stay away from robes and calling himself a wizard, given his wife's background. MJF. MJF. What am I saying? Chris Jericho. Sorry, I lit a candle <laughs> in my brain, so I was just out the fucking window. Oh God. Um. So then maybe he could be like a Merlin type wizard, but like not with the hat, but like the bald head. Shaves his head. Or you he could go for like a, a Gandalf sort of thing. Long beard. Doesn't Gandalf Grow still the hair out a little more? Yeah, he no, still, I think Gandalf yeah, had a hat. No, he has a hat. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> um then we get CM Punk and Anna Page face to face. CM Punk says, The biggest moment of my career happened right here in Vegas. I'm grateful to be in the position I'm in. I love all you fans, and I plan on walking into Sunday as the challenger and very respectfully walking out the champion. Paige says, I said exactly what I was going to do to you, and did I stutter? There is nothing you can do to me to make this title, to take this title away from me. Punk says, I'm not exactly sure why you're taking this so personally. You're Hangman Adam Page. You're the toughest son of a bitch on this roster, and you hold the gold for a reason. It's my title shot. This is not personal. Page said, I said three weeks ago what I said I'd do. I said I'd destroy you, embarrass you, and I did not mean a du double or nothing. I meant right now. I've been waiting for this for months. 
I imagine myself at the top of that ramp, cross-legged, and I light a pipe bomb and roll it to you and watch it blow up in your face. Full circle for you. Now that we're here, I, I realize I can't do it. Not because I'm afraid I'd get fired or afraid of you, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it's exactly what you do. I don't think it's right to do. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't hate you. I almost pity you. I have no respect for you and what you've done since you've gotten here. You want this title? I don't think you understand what it means to be champion. It's what happens when that red light turns off, those small quiet moments when you think no one is watching. You talk a big game about workers' rights, but you've shown the exact opposite since you've gotten here. This is my home, and I will not be defending this title against you. I'll be defending all elite wrestling from you. Punk said, Like I said, I don't know why you're taking this personally. It makes me confused. Win, lose, or draw, I respect you. Those roads you took to get here, they were paved by me. This house you built, it was built from lumber from trees I've chopped down. The world you traveled to get here happened because I gave you the blueprint. You will shake my hand Sunday, and in fact you better shake my hand right now. All your misplaced anger, you're not mad at me, you're mad at yourself. Um, Paige then hits Punk as uh, he offers his hand, and then they uh, they go to uh, the next thing, which is Anna, Anna J and Jade Cargill video package, um, hyping up their match at Double or Nothing. But can we talk about the, the Punk Page promo real quick? Yeah. Why do you think Paige is so mad? I don't know. Dude's gotten up on like the wrong side of the bed or something. I th- um, part of me thinks it has to do with like Punk's whole grandiose vibe that he gives off, like being the biggest name in AEW. He's probably trying to not let himself get caught up in the mystique. There is that, I guess. I just, I don't know. <sighs> I think it's just the head games that Punk is playing that like are making Paige like feel like a little rat in a cage. Mm-hmm. Well, who who were Punk's two feuds? It was MJF and Eddie Kingston, right? Those were his two feuds in AEW. Yeah. Maybe Paige has taken note from them on how to beat Punk. And the problem was letting up. MJF let up his guard um, during the dog collar match. Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. let up his guard and offered respect to Punk, from what I remember. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I but Hangman's always been like very like um, mentally weak, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like easy to kind of like fuck with. Yeah. I think that's what's happening here. Yeah, maybe he's trying not to give Punk anything. Yeah. I wish. I wish. And just trying was, a little too hard. I wish it was another episode of Dynamite before Double or Nothing, so that maybe we could get a little something else. Um. But it's really interesting. Yeah. It's not like bad I don't know. at all. But Hangman's just becoming less and less likable, in my opinion. And no, I, to, well, I shouldn't say no, but like uh, unlikable to you. But 
I don't know. I, I, this makes me like him more. Because he's less of a nice, nice baby face. I, I guess that's fair, but I don't know. I just... Because there's not a lot of backstory from Paige himself, like, maybe the countdown to Double or Nothing thing will make me feel a little different, but... Maybe. I mean, the the promo that they did, I think, on the road to Dynamite, I think that was the thing they had it on. Um, Sean Spears had an excellent promo that uh, led up to his match against Wardlow, so maybe they'll have something for Hangman. But, at least what they have right now... There's just a little something missing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we have to watch the archives and see, like, if anything happened in, like, Ring of Honor or something between Punk and Paige. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Maybe Paige is uh, trying to play some mind games himself. Could be. Or maybe all the opponents he's... Actually, this might be the most logical um, answer. All the opponents he's had up to this point have been, like, either very manipulative or extremely aggressive. And they've left him a bloody mess. So maybe he's expecting the same from Punk going into this. Um, And so he's he's getting... A leg up before he thinks punk can okay because he's had lance he's had cole he's had um has he had any other challengers besides dante martin i don't think so so just oh no he had he had uh brian danielson oh yeah Sorry. so three very aggressive dudes um, two of which played mind games on him. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see him getting out of the punk match without a little bit of color. Oh, yeah. And it, it's probably going to come unwarranted, too. Um, anyway, after that, we had um, Jericho Appreciation Society coming out with because Jericho was getting a commentary for Private Party versus Mox and Eddie. Yes. Um, this was a weird match for me. It was very disjointed. Um, it started off as the slugfest that one would imagine it would be. Um, when okay, so Kingston gets in, he basically uses Mark Wynn as a punching bag while Moxley holds on to him. Before powerbombing him, Moxley gets back and hits a flatliner to Marquen from. Oh no, there's a flatliner to Marquen from Eddie, and then Mox um, <clears throat> just kind of slams him, I think. Um, then Private Party get a kind of leg up, though. Start splashing Moxley in the corner. Um, they drop kick him. Moxley, however, wastes no time. He comes back, slams Isaiah on his ass. Um, Isaiah gets a couple elbows back to Mox um, and Zagiri's him, but. Um, when he gets Marquen in, um, Marquen gets thrown up in the air and comes back down in a drop kick, which I thought was really cool. 
Um, private party then fly out on to Mox and Eddie, respectively. We get a stunner from Isaiah uh, and a shooting star press from Marquem. Then we get a rolling elbow to Marquem from Eddie and a lariat to Isaiah from Mox. Mox goes in with his standard hammer and anvil elbows. Um, Eddie gets the pump handle submission on Marquen, and more or less, that's basically how the match ends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was much longer than it should have been, honestly, but it makes Private Party look just a little better, which is good because they are fantastic, even with Marquen's terrible beard. Um, so next we have Rapongi Vice versus FTR for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Yeah. I I didn't realize that this was for the championship until like halfway through. <laughs> I was like, why are these guys fighting each other? It doesn't make any sense. I think um, um I think because it was announced on Rampage or something. Oh, was it? Or it was like a small promo last week. Something like that. Well, that's what I get for not fucking watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, We're a wrestling podcast. We should be watching all the wrestling. I've been watching all the wrestling. I've been a little burnt out. I've actually been watching New Japan for once while you haven't. That's a shocker. I just wanted to catch up on Real Housewives. <laughs> um, I gotta catch up on Better Call Saul, so... You had so much time in isolation that you could have done that! I actually watched a couple episodes. Without me? See? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Alright. Um... Let's get into this match. Cash and Rocky start us off. Then a shoulder tackle brings Cash to the ground. We get a second one before some kicks to Cash. Cash, however, shoulder tackles Rocky as well. Um, he goes for a failed drop kick because it does not land. Um, and then we get multiple roll-ups before Rocky hits Cash with a flying cross arm breaker. However, um, Dax gets in. Trent gets in. Um, it's just... We're we just slap each other a little bit. It's, it's flesh on flesh. That's pretty much what most of this was. Um, Dax eventually gets Cash in, bombs Cash into Trent before heading out. Rocky gets in. We get an Enzigiri from um, two Cash from Rocky, and then a half and a half suplex two Cash from Trent. Then we get a back to belly to Rocky from Cash. He goes to tag out, but Trent holds him back. Not quite enough, though, as he gets the tag, gets Daxon. Trent slings Daxon to the turnbuckle. Um, Dax, however, goes for his trifecta of German suplexes. He gets first, too. Um, Trent grabs the top rope, thinks that he gets free, still ends up getting suplexed the third time. Then we get an atomic drop to Rocky, and then um, eventually we get some double knees to Dax. Dax tries to um roll up Trent Trent t tries to roll up Dax um and eventually how do 
does this end? I didn't write that down. Uh, it ended when United Empire ran in and disqualified the match. Oh, that's why I didn't write it down. Because then United Empire run in. Um, the match is obviously DQ to rare uh, a- a- occurrence in yeah. AEW. Yeah, and, and this one, it wasn't done the best, but it was definitely a surprise. No one could have yeah. predicted this. Um, And then United Empire just laid everyone to waste. Yeah, uh, Jeff Cobb delivers a tour of the islands to somebody in the ring. I forget who it was. Um, and then one of them gives a razor's edge into the uh, the the timekeeper's table. Um, and then Great O'Conn power bombs Trent through another table. Um, so it seems like United Empire want those Ring of Honor belts because they held them up high in the end, and. I'm a big fan of United Empire, especially Cobb and Great Ocon. I know some people aren't fans of Great Ocon, but I like them as a tag team. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Um, maybe in a disinterest thing. I know Sean Ross Sapp does not like Great Ocon. Um, well, Sean Ross Sapp also adores Brock Lesnar, so. Does he? Yeah, he loves them. Yeah, that man th- doesn't always have the best opinions. He's good at getting news, but his opinions sometimes are a little... To each their own. Um, but Jeff Cobb is an absolute delight. The dude is incredible in the ring. Um, and probably is one of the best finishers ever. The Tour of the Islands is yeah. ridiculous. <clears throat> um, and them versus FTR is gonna fucking take the roof off the place. It was just very weird because, like, they ran out and my brain, like, my brain, like, had to recalibrate a little bit. It was like. Mm-hmm. You know. Who are these men? With how much talent AEW and New Japan have together, they should make Forbidden Door a two-day thing. Like, it is insane it's only on one day. They should make it, like, fucking WrestleMania. It's like. I don't know, it's like going to Disney for one day. Like, yeah. you're not going to experience it all. Make it like a yearly thing where like the doors open, anyone can come in, cross-promotion stuff, and like, don't make it like the, the Ring of Honor New Japan Supercard. Um, make it like all inter-promotional matches. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. Because I'm just thinking like, what if we got like Francesco Akira versus uh I don't know, fucking Wheeler Yuta. Which is probably happening at Super Junior. I was gonna say you're gonna get that. <laughs> Although they they might be in opposite uh blocks. Might be in different blocks. I know uh... Yuta is in block B. I think Akira is in block A. Because Akira fought day one, um, Yuta fought day two, so. Okay. Yeah, so we won't get that unless it's in the finals. Um, but yeah, they should make it a two-day thing. Welcome all promotions, not just New Japan. I know it's like a whole business thing, but. Yeah. What if you just had fun? Tony yeah, Khan. That's how I feel about wrestling a lot of the time. <laughs> well, Tony Khan's a dude who's basically just playing with dolls. 
He's he's yeah. just playing universe mode right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just just have some fun. Bring in fucking bring in Impact, New Japan, bring some GCW people over. Have uh I don't know uh Dragon Gate come in. Have them invade. Bring in some Noah people. Bring Takeshita back. Yeah. For selfish reasons. Bring Ninja Mac. Have him fight uh uh Lee Moriarty. Some dream matches. Go Shiozaki versus uh Minoru Suzuki. Uh, actually. That's You mean Shirozaki? Go Shiozaki. Go to Shirozaki. No, it's Shio. Oh. There's no R. Yeah, have him versus Samoa Joe. That'd be an insane. Yeah, I love that guy. He's so good. His chops are fucking incredible. Um. Anyway, they should have some like uh, MLW crossover with AEW. Have yes, I want Mister Holiday to return to MJF's side. (laughs) Wait, that'd be sick. (laughs) And then Hammerstone versus uh, Wardlow. Ooh, no, G- Hammerstone sees Wardlow and he's like, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> They're best pals. Yeah. Uh, get Jacob Fatu versus like Lance Archer. Or Mads Kruger versus uh, Lance Archer. Scary. Yeah. They got some good talent at MLW. Yeah, they do. If only their production wasn't like really cringy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, after United Empire Invade... I'm going to promo from the Hardys. Um, Matt says, We were raised by wholesome religious parents. We were good kids. We had dreams of making it as superstars. We broke into the business in the 90s. It was a different culture. You could have never survived because you don't have the resilience we did. We became a revolutionary tag team out of it. When we look at you, Young Bucks, we see Hardy cosplayers. We're here to solidify our legacy as goats. And then, uh, I think Jeff... Baz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He bleated like a goat. Yeah. And he said, the pressure is on on for us to win. AW is my clean slate. This final run is our best run. It does make sense that this will be their last run. Yeah. Um you're nothing more than two stepping stones on the way to become AW tag team champions. You will never be better than us. We've never or we've been better than you at every stage. Even as we're middle-aged and extreme, you may be elite. We are delete. You're going to be disappointed because you could never beat your heroes. And then we get Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy versus Swerve Strickland. Yeah, I was not a big fan yeah. of this match. Really? Um, I, I really like this match. Yeah. Especially Ricky. Didn't do it for me. Um, we got lots of roll-ups. There's a hurricane round of Ricky, and then I... Looked away for like five seconds and suddenly we were in commercial break. Everyone was laying on the ground exhausted besides Ricky. Um, Jungle Boy then dumped Ricky out of the ring. Swerve hit him with a knee off the apron and then Jungle Boy took Swerve out. Um, we get a lariat to Swerve and then a brain buster to Ricky from Jungle Boy. Swerve then comes in, socks Jungle Boy in the goddamn teeth. We go up top, Jungle Boy and Swerve are together there. 
Um, Ricky meets them up there. He gets thrown off by Jungle Boy and Swerve. And then Jungle Boy, you can tell it's not going to work because he looks very unsure of his footing. Mm-hmm. Um, goes for a Super Rana. And the Super Rana does work a little bit. It's kind of sloppy. I, I think it's because um, Swerve didn't jump in time. Like he was just yeah. a second late. Which it all ended up working out because then Swerve lands on his feet and it's like, oh, yeah. you know, Swerve landed on his feet. So, um, Starks, however, then, um, sees Swerve lifting Jungle Boy for what can only be a stalling suplex, stalling vertical suplex. Um, Starks sees this, spears Swerve, making Swerve drop Jungle Boy. Then we get a Mishinoku driver to Jungle Boy from Ricky, but Swerve breaks the cover. Starks wants the Rochambeau, but Swerve grounds himself, will not allow himself to be picked up. Um, then Ricky gets the Rochambeau on Swerve, but Jungle Boy immediately puts him in the snare trap right after that. Um, Ricky reaches the ropes, gets pulled back to center. Jungle Boy does again. Swerve then drop kicks Jungle Boy. And um, hits the swerve stomp onto Ricky to win the match. Yeah. Yeah. Who's... I know we're doing predictions tomorrow. But who's your pick for this tag match? Like, who do you want to win it? Not not who do you think will win? Um, I literally don't know who I want to win it. I just don't want Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to retain. I'm really That's hoping. all I want. I'm really hoping Hobbs and Starks win it. I think it'd be cool if they won it. Yeah, they need something. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and also, I wonder who they'd go against in uh, a Forbidden Door. Oh, oh. If if it's if we're doing ta- champs versus champs, it's Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. Oh God. It's not very good. Give it to uh, let it, let it be Phantasmo and Ishimori against them. That'd be good. Well, it doesn't Dom- doesn't Dominion come before in my, Forbidden Door? In my let me see. Dominion. Uh. Da, 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 da. June 7th. Okay, so we might have new tag champs by Forbidden Door. Um, let's see. Oh, wait, th- no, this is... That's 2021. Just give me 2022. June 12th. Still, point stands. Um, yeah, who... Is fighting in that match lineup. Oh, it's Chase and Folly versus Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb. So, well, yeah, I can't really tell who wins with that. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, we have then have a promo from Dan Lambert and Men of the Year. Lambert says, Will somebody tell these idiots about the internet and tell them to look up the American Top Team? Winning so many belts means I have belt makers on speed dial. 
Scorpio Sky Friday night is going to be special. Your custom TNT belt handcrafted in your image will be presented on Rampage. I am so excited to see what, what it's going to look like. I hope it's like purple. Makes sense. He's from LA. Lakers. I guess it's fair. Um, then we get an interview from Thunder Rosa. And this was great. She said, I want everyone to see my face. This is the real me. This is the face of someone that has worked for everything. That has never complained. Serena, you are not a champion. Serena, you complain. You're a little petty about this. You point fingers at people. You blame your past and cosmetic changes. Maybe you should look at yourself and blame yourself. This face used to look up to you. Not anymore. On Sunday, you're not going to see this face. The war paint comes on. On Sunday, La Mera Mera will teach you a lesson of respect. You're going to be very scared, Serena, because I will hunt you forever. We then get an interview from Red Velvet. She says, I was supposed to move on to the next round. I was supposed to fight Ruby. And Ruby comes in. She says, you got something to say to me, Red? And Red says, uh, you need everything to face Chris Statlander. She hands her a book. She says, this isn't the same Chris Statlander you fought before. Um... And then Red walks out, and Ruby says to Tony, I'm warm enough to admit, last time I faced Chris, I won by the skin of my teeth. I'm not facing the same Chris, so I don't need that. Um, and then we get Britt Baker versus Tony Storm, the Owen uh, semifinals. Yes, sir. Um... So we start with some reversals and falls. It's nothing... Crazy, nothing special. Uh, Tony gets a head scissors submission on Britt. Uh, she holds on to that for a little while, then Britt gets out. Um, there's a kick to the midsection of Tony, and then a drop kick to Britt. Britt then rakes the eyes of Tony, tosses her into the steel steps. Um, she wants what they are now calling, I don't think that they used to call it this, and if they did, then that's fine, but I definitely never noticed it. Mm -hmm. The Pittsburgh Sunrise? Yeah. <laughs> love it um, but she can't get it um, we get a swing DDT to Brit Brit then counters the Storm Zero with an air raid crash and then Jamie comes out which I am never opposed to um, but she comes out and Brit's like no 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 go back go back and Jamie like stands by the apron and is like get up like you can do it blah 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 and, I don't know, uh, Tony almost pins Britt in this moment, and I was like, oh, this is how it ends. Um, but then Britt kicks out, she gets a twisting neckbreaker to Tony, no pin. Uh, then we get a release German suplex to Britt, Britt rolls outside, then we get a flying DDT to Britt. But eventually, in the ring again, Britt rolls Tony up, grabs the rope to get that Three count and win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe right after that. Another semifinal match in the Owen. Yes, we waste no time. Um, we get some quick strikes to start us off. Joe doesn't really fall. Uh, then we get a strike to the chest of O'Reilly that sends him on his ass. And then Samoa Joe just kind of like lifts him and throws him on the ground. Uh, then we get a snap suplex to Kyle. 
Uh, Kyle ends up hitting a glancing knee to Joe and drives Joe into the map. Um, then he takes to doing what the smart thing is, which is kicking the injured uh, shoulders of or shoulder of Joe, um, the one that was injured by Sanjay Gupta and uh, Satnam Singh and uh, Jay Lethal the other night. Uh, that little pipe. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we get a shoulder tackle to Kyle with the good shoulder. Um, Kyle, however, hits a dragon screw to Joe in the ropes, and then a knee drop to Joe off the top rope. Joe then uses himself like a little barrel and takes out the legs of Kyle. Um, sort of like a video game character. Um, then we get a huge clothesline to Kyle. Joe goes for the muscle buster, but Kyle slips down into what is almost definitely supposed to be a guillotine, but it doesn't work. He goes for the Fujiwara, though, which kind of makes it. sense because of the shoulder injury. So, fair enough. Yeah. Then we get Enziguri to Kyle, but Kyle falls into a kick to Joe's chest. Joe goes for the STO, but Kyle blocks it. And blocks it just enough to be thrown down into the Kokina clutch um, for Joe to win. Yes, and Samoa Joe will face Adam Cole at double or nothing for the Owen. Apparently, they're they're getting, like, the winners of the Owen tournaments are getting belts. Like, their yeah, own cool. custom belts. Which Very is awesome. cool. Maybe, maybe they'll be up for grabs only at, like, yearly Owen tournaments or something. Yeah, maybe, like, a... Um... Similar to, like, the best of Super Junior trophy. Well, you don't fight over, like, you don't, well, I mean, I guess you fight over the trophy, but it's not the same trophy every year. No, but you carry it around everywhere. Didn't Hiromu just carry it around until he he challenged Despi, though? He stopped at one point. I don't remember what happens. Half the time I'm just trying to fight the TV so I can fast forward or rewind through things, okay? (laughs) I think also Hiromo just carried it around because he loved it. True. Fair enough. Um, Better than the uh, King of the Ring trophy that you have to carry around until you cash it in, and it's massive. King of the Ring trophy? Did I say King of the Ring? King of... Oh, the New Japan Cup. Yeah, why am I saying... I'm I'm not fucking here today. I was thinking, like, do you mean, like, the Andre the Giant trophy? <laughs> Which, no, yeah. uh, Mad Cat Moss did carry that around everywhere. That was ridiculous. That thing was huge. I'm very specifically talking about the New Japan Cup, which is massive. Mm. And there were multiple, like, backstage interviews where Zach, like, was holding it. And the camera was on the side of the trophy. So all you see is, like, a trophy, an arm, and some legs. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> um, so, that's Dynamite. Um, you want to talk about the best of the night? Yeah, I'll talk about the best of the night. The best of the night is Pepita laying at my feet for whatever reason, like she is a little basset hound. Oh, she loves you. You love me, your puppy keto. All right, so before we get to the best of the night, if you have a question for us, uh, leave it in the chat now. We'll answer any question you want. Could be about wrestling, could be not about le- wrestling, could be about Liz's later. Um, could be about anything 
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. And we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. All right. Let's talk about promo of the night. Promo. Man, I don't know. Punk and Paige was like good, but confusing. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to come, come up uh, in my head reasons why Paige is mad. I think because it's like, it's the same thing as like when like you like go to talk to somebody and it's like you're expecting a normal conversation for the most part and then they're mad at you and you're like, mm-hmm. I did nothing wrong. You know what it could be? What? He knows Punk's a talker. So he's trying to dominate by talking as and ranting as much as he can. And he knows he's going to have, like, Punk's going to have the upper hand the more he talks. It's, uh, it's why he brought up the pipe bomb. Yeah, maybe. Um... <laughs> But that might be the best promo we had today, so do you want to go I with think that? so. It's gotten you talking a lot, so yeah, and that's what makes a good promo. Yeah. Wrestler of the Night. Lupita. Yeah. Um, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, or Kyle O'Reilly? Ricky. I agree. I agree. Um, I I love that point in the match when he kicked out of the pin or someone kicked out of his pin he was so mad he was just flailing at both Swerve and uh, Jungle Boy yeah Um, I I want to shout out uh, Sean Spears real quick because he's so animated and emotive in matches yeah Um, alright match of the night Where's my matches? Where the fuck are my matches? There we go. Alright. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. We'll talk about which match is the match of the night. So, starting with the worst match of the night. I can find it. Uh, with a 5 out of 10. Mox and Eddie versus Private Party. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Didn't really... Wasn't on the edge of my seat at all. I think that's fair. Uh, next up, 5 out of 10, Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. I think... I think Tony has a little bit of trouble pacing her matches. It's what it seems like with all of her matches. She seems like... Every match seems to go very slowly. And it's really only with her matches that I've noticed. Um... But with that said, she's incredibly talented. I think it's just one thing that would make her matches more enjoyable. Um, I get that. I think that there's a... I think that she's kind of still getting back into the swing of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean... But she, she didn't go that long without wrestling, though. I don't know. Um, next up, 6 out of 10, Rapongi Vice versus FTR. It was fun. Um, the DQ definitely felt a little weird. 
but I wasn't super mad by the DQ because it was genuinely surprising. Yeah. Uh, next up, 7 out of 10, Sean Spears versus Wardlow. Wasn't anything to write home match-wise, but it was great storytelling that they did. And MJF took that fucking clean headshot with the chair. Oh my god. Painful looking. <laughs> it looked like he should have been knocked out. Um, I, I don't know how he... In between him and Wardlow, they're both really good at taking hits and just acting like it's okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, I thought this was an 8 out of 10. Jungle Boy versus Swerve, Strickland versus Ricky Starks. I thought it was great uh, chain wrestling, great counters all around, and a lot of fun mix of like flippy shit, but grounded wrestling. Um, especially with Ricky in the match, he's very charismatic and can bring a lot of storytelling to a match. Yeah. Uh, but then finally, my pick for mat match of the night, and I think you agree too, with a 9 out of 10, Kyle Riley versus Mojo. This match fucking rocked. Yeah, this fucked. Kyle Riley is, is a damn good wrestler. I agree. I completely agree. Alright, so... Those are our bests of the night. And uh, it looks like we don't have any questions to answer. So, Liz, unless we have a question coming in the chat as we speak, would you like to close out the show? I would. If you tuned in today, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. I hope you'll actually listen to this on Spotify because I think I'll actually probably put it on Spotify this time. Like, Please. Punctually this time. Please do it. Um, if you haven't listened to us on Spotify, but you missed like an episode or two and you want to listen to it while you work out, want to listen to it while you drive, I don't know. Um, we are up to date on our Spotify episodes. So check that out. Um, but yeah, please tune in tomorrow for our Impact post show where we will be talking about Impact. And wrestling. making our double or nothing predictions. And making our Don predictions. D-O-N. Down. Uh, but yeah. Thank you all for watching. Follow and subscribe. Join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast uh, for our live shows every <clears throat> every week. We're also on YouTube, Spotify, and Twitter at the pinfall podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And remember, tomorrow, brand new episode of the UPF premieres at upfworld.com. Be there or be square. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thursday. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for Impact. Until then, have a great rest of your Wednesday and a great start to your Thursday. Bye-bye.